Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Time now for WEEI Football Sunday with Fitzy and Hart. WEEI Football Sunday is co-sponsored by Zudi. Build any application your company needs in one week. Visit ZUDY.com for your free trial. By New England Recovery Center in Westboro, where recovery is possible. By your local New England Kubota tractor dealers. By Northeast Electrical, where pros need pros at needco.com. By Catches Law Group, the personal injury pros at catcheslaw.com. And by Anderson Windows and your local Anderson Windows dealer. Now, WEEI Football Sunday. Hour number two of WEEI Football Sunday here on Boston Sports Original 93.7 FM WEEI, WEEI.com and the Odyssey app. It is 11 o'clock high, which means the time is nigh to bring in our guy, Tom E. Curran. Tom E. Curran is brought to you by Dr. Matthew Lopresti at Leonard Hair Transplant Associates, the hair doctor of Tom E. Curran at 1-800-GET-HAIR by Awaken 180 Weight Loss. Become your own success story by dropping the weight that's holding you back. It starts with just one call to Awaken 180. And by Unified Office, where they help businesses maximize every incoming call at unifiedoffice.com. And Tommy Curran joins us on the Harbor One Hotline. My Lord, the preamble to get you in, Tom, is almost as long as your favorite book, Lonesome Dove. How are you doing today? How did you know I like Lonesome Dove? Mego told me, and I also I kind of hold that near and dear to my heart because uh, before my mom passed a long time ago, she made me promise I would read two books: Rich Man, Poor Man, and Lonesome Dove. And I haven't knocked out either yet, but uh, I'm thinking this is my summer. Well, once you start, you're going to read all of them. All of them. There's a whole mess of them. Anyway, what's up? How are you what's guys up? doing? I would doing great, buddy. Did you catch that Celtics game last night? I sure did. All of it. Tremendous. Tremendous uh, performance by my former cunada, Jalen Brown, who I probably should say there are still things that he does that drive me bananas, but he has been just so unbelievably good this year in so many ways. Yeah, he re- he really has, Tom, and uh, Andy is the biggest defender of his, and I was thrilled to see that he came through last night after the free throws he missed earlier this week. Big turnaround for them, and gee whiz, you just hate to see LeBron go home sad like that. Anywho. So funny. So funny. <laughs> I mean, that Pat Bev was inspired to bring a camera out and show the official. It's worth the, it's worth the free throw. I feel like that, that's, that's something Tom Curran would do in uh, in a basketball game or a softball game. I feel like you might have had some theatrics in your day. I'm a kinder, gentler, <laughs> aging athlete at this point. Oh, you didn't it, see but, that, huh? I thought I got hit there. I don't know. Uh, that was it. Was worth at least the free throw, if not maybe even more, to to grab someone's DSLR and actually point to him. Like, look right here. You can actually watch it on the screen. It was awesome. Unbelievable. Um, all right, so what a week once again. We've had several very interesting weeks following the wrap-up and culmination of one of the more interesting, if not disappointing, seasons in recent Foxborough history, Tom. Um, 
And of course, you would think that the highlight of the week would be, well, it was the highlight per se, Bill O'Brien getting hired and brought in as offensive coordinator. But all the hubbub and the buzz was all about the piece well put together by our friends Andrew Callahan and Karen Garigian at the Boston Herald about just how much dysfunction went on behind the scenes. Callahan actually intimated that there was even more dysfunction behind the scenes and that they couldn't reveal everything that they were told for fear that it would get people in trouble or even make the organization look worse. Do you have any idea what he may have been hinting at or intimating towards? I'm sure that there's more anecdotal evidence of coaches being angry at coaches and um, players being exasperated at players. To me, that would probably be the essence of it. You know, I've heard secondhand unrelatable stories that respecting the players or individuals who related them to me or I heard about can't really share them publicly because they're not well enough vetted. But Mm -hmm. it was a stressful year that there were crosswords that people had. It was, it was unbelievably difficult for the coaches because that's the interesting thing. They didn't, not work. They worked harder and longer and more continuously than ever. And the frustration level, because they weren't getting a yield for it on the field and in the results, was significant. And I'm just not, not just talking defense to offense. I'm talking along the offensive staff. It was just extremely frustrating. So that that's my best guess at what he's intimating. But, I mean, I, I don't know. What, I, I really can't give you a concrete answer what – somebody else is intimating about tom back in the days of the old miami miracle if you recall brian flores uh stood up before the team and said my bad basically Mm -hmm. took onus for that and we've always asked over the years when there's these big stories oh does bill belichick need to address the team after malcolm butler or whatever is there any uh addressing that needs to go on this offseason whether it's bill to the whole team like yeah that didn't really go as i thought it would or bill to Mac Jones, will will there be any internal discussions before they can truly close the door on 2022? I honestly don't think that at 71, with the litany of accomplishments that Bill has behind him, that he needs to regain people's trust because they don't think that he can do it anymore. Um, and meaning that hey, I screwed that up. I know I screwed it up. You know I screwed it up. I just want you to know that so we can move forward. I think that just knowing Bill as we do, I think that you or I or most people would. Bill's a different guy. He's weird. And I don't think that he's going to go to people in a normal way and say, that was a bad idea by me. The reason being, he knew it wasn't going to be easy for it to work, but he has had some intricate web of circumstances that forced him to do it. I think the intricate web involves what Andy was talking about the other day a little bit. They were waiting on O'Brien for 2023. He was the backup plan. But if O'Brien, if Judge and Patricia worked out, well, then maybe they didn't need to bring in Billy O. He could stay in Alabama or whatever. Or maybe they intended to all along, but they never thought it was going to go that bad. So is Bill going to sit there and say, I knew it might not go great, but this was my overall plan? and then you're acknowledging that I wasted the season for you guys with this cockamamie scheme. I just don't think he's going to have to do that, want to do that. And I don't think that he needs to do that necessarily. Action speaking louder than words. Tommy Curran from NBC Sports Boston joining us here on WEI Football Sunday. Jeez, Tom, uh, you've been on the station about 17 different times this week, yet still i got about 500 other questions I want to ask you. Um, I'll go longer. Yeah, hey, you know, let's hang. Let's hang. The the longer we go, the quicker we get to kick off at three o'clock on Sunday. So, um, I want to ask you first: How much time do you think it's going to take for Bill O'Brien to basically and and how do you think he goes about like coming into the house, like stripping down the walls? How much how much stripping down and how much like renovating is he going to have to do for what will be Bill O'Brien's playbook this season? I don't think it'll be. But these guys all do this, and they've all done it since they were in Pop Warner. They learn a system, they execute the system, they do it in high school, they do it in college, they might do it multiple times in college, and they do it multiple times in the pros. Bill has taught it at, help me, Andy, he's done it at Georgia Tech, I believe, he's done it yep. at Houston, he's done it at Penn State, he's done it at Alabama, he's done it with New England. I'm probably missing a stop or two. Duke. But he, 
Duke, yeah. So he knows how to implement his system and what it takes, and he's got coaches around him, Billy Yates having been on the team when uh, O'Brien was here. He's the offensive line coach. Um, Sinceri, the running backs coach. Kaylee, presumably, perhaps, is still the tight ends coach. He'll be up and running in absolutely no time. You said uh, right there that Nick Cayley, presumably the tight ends coach, do you believe Nick Cayley will be back, and um, what what kind of impact could he have, and where's the latest on Matt, Petru- M- Matt Patricia deciding Petrush. his future? Easy <laughs> you can't handle say. the Patrusha. Patrush. <laughs> well, Cayley's, Cayley's contract was expiring. Obviously, yep. as we know, the Patriots did interview him for an offensive coordinator uh, position that went to O'Brien. If he hasn't gone anywhere else, I'm presuming he's going to be back here. Is he on the East-West Shrine Bowl? I don't believe so. I I don't believe so. I do not believe so. Well, then that has a lingering question. I don't have have knowledge as to where he's going to be heading. As for Matt Patricia, my understanding is he's phone's off the hook. He's just Mm. bummed out. He's having a hard time. Cliff Kingsbury? Go to Thailand? No, he didn't follow. Uh, <laughs> but I, I think, you know, there has to be an element and an aspect of mental health that enters into it when you're just being pilloried as badly as he is. So I hope the guy's doing all right. Um, and I hope that, you know, again, I'll, I'll say it as I said the other day with you, Andy and Fitzy, the Patriots like him. Right. Ownership likes him. Bill likes him. He has value as a football mind and a football coach. He got put in front of a speeding train, and Bill thought that he was going to be able to jump at the last second and get over it. He didn't. He got squished. So I feel bad for the guy in that element. Mm-hmm. He should have been smarter and said, mm-hmm. <laughs> somebody told me this the other day. Uh, they said, you know, I might have a lot of confidence in you, but I'm not going to ask you to fly the team plane to Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, I mean, and like, how many different sort of analogies have we used this have season? To say, I can't do that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Andy was the first to point that out too. Like uh, a long time ago, he wrote for wei.com. Like the biggest mistake was Patricia just not saying, "Like Bill, I'm flattered, but I don't know. I have never done this before. The, 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 this would be a, a bad idea." And he is a very nice person, as you've had in your engagements hell tom you even hit him with that hard question at the zoom presser where he could barely even speak and you told him you were going to kind of come after him and he smiled at you and he answered the question to the best he could it only took him about six and a half minutes to, oh. to do so matt and i've had our ups and downs yeah and it's okay <laughs> and it's okay like i've enjoyed my engagements with him he's a very nice person probably a little sensitive and understandably he would have the phone off the hook right now and maybe just be in his feelings whereas like joe judge Seems like the lost Harbaugh brother, like just doesn't really care, just to- all football hardo. And I ask, why, why, why is he on the team still? Joe Judge, yeah. Like, it, like he just seems he to have rubbed so many people the wrong way, Tommy. That I just wonder why. He has convinced the Patriots that his football acumen is such that that they need him. That he's a good coach, and. I don't think that you can necessarily rise to a head coaching job with the Giants and be sought by Mississippi State, even if you did drive the Giants bus into a bridge abutment. You can't do that if you don't have some acumen. I don't care if it's Nathaniel Hackett we're talking about or Adam Gates. These guys have football acumen to get to that spot. So to me, they want him around because he can coach. Now, maybe does he have to tailor somewhat his interpersonal dealings with people? We all can at all times. Continue to be mindful of how we're interacting with others so that you get the best results. That's simple. So if he has to tweak that, good. But again, coaching the coaches, that was something I never wrote this year and never asked Bill about, and I wanted to ask him about that, You know, do one of those long-ass stories where who coached you on how to coach? How do you coach the coaches to coach? Because bedside manner matters so much in doing the job. Um, And I I don't know if that acumen was there as much as it was previously. Relationships are always changing, but I'm babbling now. But I will stay longer if you want. I'm just hanging. Well, nice. We'll take you as long as you want to fill time for us. Uh, 
Speaking of filling time, could you fill time by answering this question? So we have word that Adrian Clem interviewing for the offensive line job, Ryan Wendell, old friend, uh, interviewing for the offensive line job. Are those guys simply the best candidates, or is there maybe a connection to Dante Scarnecchia and going back to that scheme, that system, that success that is tied to those guys that maybe is sort of part of the plan here in this new coaching staff? Uh, That's a great question because, you know, from my understanding, players have a lot of confidence and respect for Billy Yates. They think he can do a good job um, Mm -hmm. despite what ended up happening in 2023. You know, your performances from the two tackle positions especially were disappointing. But in the end, Cole Strange, an undersized left guard coming into the league, I think you look at his performance and say, okay, better than expected coming from and I keep saying Division Two, whatever the hell it is. So Division Two, being really pretty small um, relative to the heaviness that we see among most left guards, he performed pretty well. So I think the Isaiah Wynn and Trent Brown miscues and difficulties were on them. I mean, more than more so than on Billy Yates. So I'm not sure where Clem would fit. I'm not sure where Wendell would fit. I'm not sure if they have a running game coordinator position or or what, but I think that the players liked Billy Yates to a degree as well. Tommy, we could hold you all day, but we won't keep because we gotta actually uh try to get the show on track or pay the all bills. Right. Blah okay. blah blah. All but right. I wanna I'll get you out on oh we could do this all day, but I'll get you out on this one. Uh Kern family household, what are we making today and who do we like on this the most glorious day of football, even if the Pats aren't involved? Championship Sunday. Who you got? I like the Eagles, and I like the uh, the, sh- the chefs. Ooh. Although I can't wait for both games because there's much debate. I think the AFC Championship game is going to be an epic. And uh, I've eaten over the last couple days. It was a meatball sub last night. Onion soup, chili, back to back, which really did Ooh. not make me any friends um, <laughs> around the house. Both ends. Jeez. And ribs on Friday night, so I'm probably going to have some uh, a chicken Caesar. You might want to oh, head over to the Y and do a little uh, little run on the court before the games. That's, that's also in the plans. Good, there good you go. Good. Well, you know what? Given how hard you've worked and everything you've brought to the table at NBC Sports Boston, at the stadium, and here on the regular, you deserve it, my man. Enjoy your Sunday. There he goes. Tommy, we'll talk to you very soon, pal. Appreciate it. See you guys. Bye-bye. See you. Tom E. Curran, the soup, the ribs, all of it. Thanks for joining us on the Harbor One Hotline. Today's conversation with Tommy Curran was brought to you by Wise Snacks. Go to wisegameday.com for your chance to win one of 100 authentic pro football jerseys. 617-779-7937 is the phone number. We'll talk some more Patriots, break down what Tommy brought to the table and more when we come back. But first, Ethan Hristadulu, our producer extraordinaire, catches you up on sports news trending now. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Trending now at WEI and WEI.com. Championship Sunday is here for the NFL, and you can catch both games right here on WEI with pregame coverage beginning right after the show ends at 2 p.m. Kickoff for 49ers and Eagles is set for 3 p.m., and Bengals at Chiefs is set for 6.30. The Celtics snapping a three-game losing streak against the L.A. Lakers last night in an overtime thriller, 125-121. to Jalen Brown leading the way in scoring for the Seas with 37 points on the night. Anthony Davis was quoted after the game very very livid stating the Lakers were cheated out of a victory due to a missed foul right before the end of the fourth quarter on LeBron James. The Celtics are now off until this Wednesday when they host the Brooklyn Nets. Tip-off for that game will be at 7.30. And your Boston Bruins stunned by the Florida Panthers 4-3 in overtime last night. Alexander Barkov scored with just 1.4 seconds left in regulation for the Panthers to force overtime before Sam Reinhart put it in the Bruins net in just 17 seconds into overtime to give them the victory. The Bruins play again tonight in North Carolina against the Hurricanes. Puck drop for that game is set for 5 p.m. It's the football postseason winner go home, and Boston Sports Original has all the news, all the takes, and all the games. WEEI's coverage of the NFL playoffs is sponsored by Wise Snacks. Go to wisegameday.com for your chance to win one of 100 authentic pro football jerseys. I'm Ethan Ristadulu, and that's what's trending here at WEEI and WEEI.com. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. 
Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Our thanks once again to Tommy Curran from NBC Sports Boston for a nice Sunday spot as he joins us at the top of the 11 o'clock hour each and every WEEI football Sunday. If you missed the conversation, you can just jump on the Odyssey app, use the rewind feature, go back and listen to it, or subscribe to the WEEI football Sunday podcast available at WEEI.com, Spotify, Podbean, Apple Pods, wherever you get your awesome football podcasts like the Six Rings and Football Things podcast with your boys Fitzy and Hart. Each and every Sunday at WEEI.com, Andy Hart does a fabulous job assembling seven things on the mind of the Mad Patriots fan. He calls it the Sunday 7, a longstanding tradition at the .com. And, of course, also, our friend Mike Reese does a nice little 10. What, is he, what does he call his little thing? It's just sort of like 10 things. Quick hits. Quick hit, quick hit thoughts and notes around yes. the Patriots. And there was one that actually caught my eye just moments ago, Andy. I'm not sure, <clears throat> excuse me, if you happen to have seen this one. His second nugget um, was about Matthew Slater. This actually caught me uh, off guard. Uh, uh, wrote Mike Reese, some players skip town when the season ends while others stick around. Count Matthew Slater in the latter category. The venerable special teams captain who is deliberating playing a 16th NFL season has been a regular at Gillette Stadium in recent weeks. Hmm. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. I think you and I and millions of other Pats Nation members, reporters, media, superfans, etc., all pretty much thought that was it for Matthew Slater. Yeah. Um, do you still think it is, or now is he back at the gym grinding, trying to figure out if he, he can squeeze one more season out because he doesn't want to go out on a two-kickoff touchdown return game as his final special team's potential Hall of Famer resume. I still think he's gone. Um, this has gotten a lot of play, and I don't mm-hmm. um, I don't begrudge Mike Reese for putting it in his notes. Good little nugget. I don't think it's as meaningful as it seems to be getting reactions around Twitter and the Internet. Um, first of all, he's got a, a young family, so I don't. it's mm-hmm. not like he's just going to go to – you know, the Caribbean for two months and just relax and get fat and drink and do everything he wanted. No, no, no. He's a family man and he's got responsibilities in that way in this area. I also Although think he's for earlier option does sound quite oh, it nice, sounds but... great. Sounds absolutely great. But there's no it's not a viable option for him and his family right now. And I also think a man who is as um, structured or creature of habit like mm-hmm. Matthew Slater who lives by the Bible, who lives by the foot, like he is worried about his nutrition, his workouts, his mental state, his his moral state. Like he is such a um, inline kind of guy. Doesn't surprise me that the season ends and he doesn't just start, you know, 
sitting on the couch and eating Twinkies all day. Well, like, I feel like, what are you doing at Gillette? Well, I don't know. I kind of, this, this is what I do. I get up and I go to Gillette and I work out. You know what I mean? Like, you don't just stop that mm-hmm. uh, cold turkey, in my opinion. So I also think he's probably going to be, I don't think he'll work for the team. But it wouldn't surprise me if he's one of those guys that pops in occasionally to voice a, a motivational word or whatever mm-hmm. for this team moving forward, helps out with player advancement and development. So I actually expect Matthew Slater to, to still be uh, tangentially involved with the Patriots. So this does not surprise me. I just think that's the kind of guy he is. I'd be kind of surprised if he didn't. Yeah, it was interesting to read, but I can't imagine you know going through what he did, walking around the stadium, taking it all in, speaking the way he did. Get, you know, having the chance to move on now while he's still got everything together as opposed to, you know, geez, I mean, the, I mean, he could still probably play special teams at a high level, bring the leadership game like nobody's business. But, to, you know, to what extent? Uh, I know he's not in there on every play. He's not a lineman. He's not a he's not cracking heads, you know, 50, 60 times a game, just a couple plays per game and impactfully so. But, you know, I, I between the two, I would say the odds are greater. McCourty is Dunzo, but I still think Slater probably hangs him up too. It just seems like the right time to go. Absolutely, and you're right. He doesn't have 68 snaps a game in the trenches mm-hmm. or at linebacker, but any one of those, you know, gunner reps can be a pop to the head that changes his future, right? Like, mm-hmm. and how long do you want to keep doing that? And I do. He has other interests in his family. He's mentioned with Mutt and I getting into maybe youth coaching and mentoring and things of that nature. I think there's a lot of things he wants to do moving forward in his life um, that, you know, it's probably feeling like the right time. It's also not like they came up a game short in the AFC title game and he wants to come back for one more run at another Unfinished ring. business. Yeah. Well, I mean, do you really believe next year they're going to be a Super Bowl contender? He'd be coming back for probably a very similar season Maybe a little less dysfunctional, hopefully, to use the word from the Boston uh, Herald. Yeah. Um, but I don't think they're suddenly Super Bowl contenders. So there's never going to be a perfect time for him to walk away because I do think he can still play. He's a lot like Tom Brady right now. Do I think he's as good as he was? No. Do I think he can still play at an NFL level? Absolutely, Matthew Slater. He's a lot like still. Tom Brady. What, you mean he's swearing on the radio and getting divorced? Well, so in that aspect, he's nothing like Tom Brady because I don't believe I've ever heard Matthew Slater swear uh, in my entire life. I think he's life. incapable of it. Uh, I bet you he's capable. There's got to be something that pushes him to the brink. That's a great question. I wish I had asked that in the day doing the uh, Mud at Night Matthew Slater Monday night interviews. Mm. What pushes Matthew Slater to lose his cool and swear? Yeah, hmm. it's probably, you know, what, what would it be? Is it somebody stealing your parking space when you pull into. The big box stores. Nope. It's somebody who gets to the counter uh, when you're in line at the concession stand at the movies, and they've been waiting. This is truly my greatest. The thing that bothers me the most when you're 15 minutes in line at the movie theater concession stand, and you're like, the movie starts in five. I actually kind of want to see the previews. Let's go. And you get up there, and you're next. And the people that had 15 minutes to decide what they want get to the counter and go, right hmm, now. What do I want? Drives me nuts. I, I agree with that. <laughs> Now, my guess, anything angrier, and you know this too, there's also the chance, whether it's overly verbalized or not, or internalized, children, children can push a parent past the line, oh, yeah. over the line. I'll give you a quick example oh, that sure. I felt, uh, my wife was not happy, but I felt very much uh, uh, okay losing my cool and dropping an F-bomb audibly. Oh, uh, nice. So my son uh, put some wings in the air fryer the other night. And Solid choice. Going to be doing the same later today here. So then he gets the little Tupperware container, pours the wings and some buffalo sauce in to shake them around, right? Mm-hmm. You toss them up. You got your good buffalo wings. I still have no idea how or what he did, but somehow didn't have the Tupperware lid on properly. <laughs> and buffalo wings literally went everywhere with sauce all over the white kitchen ceiling. I was, oh my God. <laughs> I was, so, literally a piece of buffalo wing hit me. A little piece flew off and hit me in the back of the head, and that's how I knew. And I turned around. And you've got chicken schmaltz and buffalo sauce everywhere, so things are stained. There's going to be scouring. Yep. Bleach might factor into yep. the equation. Yep. I may have used effing idiot <laughs> to describe him. For, and I apologize. My wife was not happy, but I'm sorry. In that moment, oh. in my eyes, in the Dante Scarnecchia school of coaching, he was an effing idiot right there. Oh, you know, it's, it's all right. It's okay. 
He's old enough. He can handle it. It's right. a bonding moment. <laughs> if anything, you're just teaching him what the value of emotional honesty. Plus, they say, A, people who swear usually have a higher IQ, and Definitely. it's a great stress reliever. It, yeah, because if I had let that bottle up in me staring at a ceiling that was now orange with spatter like a, <laughs> like frickin' the orange man had been murdered or something, it, uh, it, I was so mad. I, was, I, oh. I still am a little bit mad inside. I would be. Although, it, it, it came off. That was the miracle. came off. Not to, oh, I don't so think funny. they're a sponsor, but you bring up bleach. The Clorox wipes mm-hmm. did the bulk. Oh, they're of the excellent, work. absolutely excellent. Um, I was stunned. But just imagining the cut to a Christmas story when the kid knocks over all the lug nuts by the yep. side of the road. That was me. Oh, the oh fudge moment. Oh, <laughs> that was me. <laughs> oh, they're the absolute best. Um, all right. So, what do you think is next? So the the news of the week, like we mentioned earlier, it began with Bill O'Brien, the biggest story that was no surprise in Boston sports recently. Bill O'Brien agreeing to terms announced on Monday. Well, excuse me, report and word leaks out on Monday. The Patriots confirm it later in the week. Coming back as offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach. Uh, Word then gets out later that he's going to actually be in charge of making more of the hires and truly is going to be in charge of the offense. I'm sure these were some of the terms he probably insisted upon. And Robert Kraft, Jonathan Kraft et al. were more than happy to agree to, given what sort of offensive staff was in place Last season, what do you think is the next move for the Patriots? Is it talent acquisition? Is it locking up the offensive line coach? Uh, Bilio solidifying the staff with more assistants who weren't on the staff. What do you think is the next move for the New England Patriots uh, organizationally and offensively going forward? I think it's the offensive line coach, and I don't even think it's close. All the other stuff can fall in, in line after. I think that's the second most important hire this offseason after O'Brien. And I brought it up with Tom Curran. I'm intrigued by this idea that ex-players that played under Dante Scarnecchia and to some degree Billy O'Brien are being looked at or targeted potentially with Adrian Clem Mm -hmm. and Ryan Wendell to potentially coach the offensive line. I also think, and you mentioned my my Sunday 7, I led off with this, this trend toward Belichick, whether coincidentally or... Um, by design, targeting ex-players, ex-NFL players, more playing experience on the coaching staff potentially, um, I find interesting. But, you know, can Ryan Wendell come in and work with Billy Yates if he's still around? Who all they, They're similar guys, low-level mm-hmm. guys who worked their way up to starting caliber, respected offensive linemen under Dante Scarnecchia. Can they come in and help Cole Strange do that and help whoever... I think we're all assuming there may be a new tackle potentially in the mix next year. Help that guy learn the Patriot system. Get back to the Patriot way. Because if you remember for so long, part of the Patriot way was the offensive line always found a way to be good enough. Didn't Mm -hmm. matter who it was. Russ Mm -hmm. Hochstein, Billy Yates, Ryan Wendell, guys you've never heard of. Dan Connolly. Dan Connolly. Practice squatters. Yes, Stephen Neal. Joe Andrusi off the street. For years and years and years, part of your success was... You can always find a guard. You can always find a guy to get it done. I remember the PR staff used to put out like, oh, you know, the Patriots used their 14th different starting lineup well on their way to the Super Bowl this year on the offensive line. Like, you need to get back to that because the offensive line was a big-time problem this year with Isaiah Wynn, Trent Brown, Cole Strange's ups and downs. Cole Strange can't play if David Andrews doesn't play next to him. So you need to find somebody that can fix all of that, and if that's – Ryan Wendell or Billy Yates or Adrian Clem or a combination of some two of those three, does that bring back a a Dante Scarnecchia-based foundation to the line that maybe can be more successful? Yeah, I think that's definitely the most necessary next step is locking up that line coach. I told you before that I was excited about the possibility of somebody like Doug Marone, which is not a needle mover in any capacity, like Doug Marone, fire up the duck boats. We got the guy that... Used to coach Jacksonville and the Pats beat in the AFC Championship a couple of years ago. Speaking of Championship Sunday moments, an unforgettable one at that. Yeah, you want to know why? Because he's a good offensive line coach, and he's done it for a long time at a high level, rather successfully, and it would mean a nice, steady, solid, successful, boring hire. Bill O'Brien is very sexy to a lot of people. To me, you, we knew it was going to happen for a while. It's boring as can be. It's highly predictable, and I love it. Because I just want the confidence and the predictability of people. I think we're all so, I think we all felt like we were thrown in the dryer with nothing else for the past season. And we just got so tired 
of the heat and getting knocked around and the bumps and the bruises that came with last season that we just want to we just want something smoother and simpler this season. Now, if Clem or Ryan Wendell ends up being the choice, I think I too think that's very interesting because whoever you are, so long as you've got a fundamentally sound idea of what you're doing, coaches can coach. However, you become a coach, that's fine by me. But the movement, as you pointed out in the Sunday Seven, potentially towards more former players, bringing in guys that can relate to the younger generation, bringing in guys who just finished with their functional knowledge uh, and their on-field ability, would would actually be a little bit of a different step, uh, a step in a different direction for Belichick. It almost makes you wonder. Are they sort of readying the team for the way and uh, how they could imagine if Gerard Mayo, let's say a younger coach, were to take over? Are they going to want a more former player-centric coaching staff as opposed to just a bunch of old guys that look like gym teachers that are out there with you know nylon jackets, whistles, and clipboards yelling at people? And there's been success across the league. Like D'Amico Ryans might be the hottest head coaching candidate. Maybe he's going to the, the Houston Texans. He's the defense coordinator mm-hmm. for the 49ers. There's been success. Dan Campbell, obviously a very emotional former ex-player, finding success. Kingsbury and O'Connell. Right, bro. So it's just it's interesting for Bill because for so long it felt like Bill's staff was almost nothing but developmental former Division three players who started the lowest of low and had to be loyal and work their way up over years and years and years. And now, and Gerard Mayo maybe kind of kicked this off when he came back from the business world, but now you have Gerard Mayo, you have Troy Brown, you have Billy mm-hmm. Yates, mm-hmm. maybe you're adding Clem. You know, mm-hmm. there there seems to be an influx of these ex-players, and even in the, the offensive coordinator interviews when they interviewed Jefferson and Keenan McCardell, I love ex- it. players, ex-receivers. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if this is a trend. Well, it is a trend league-wide, I think. Is it a trend for Belichick that's going to continue? Why they like that? I mean, I just think there's some some interesting aspects to that. Or we also have to leave the door open here. Is this all Bill? Or is this more of a collaborative effort to steal their word they've thrown around for the last few years? Is Robert, Jonathan, Matt Groh, mm-hmm. Elliot Wolf, are there other voices involved that are maybe going down this road? And I will say, as much as Bill hasn't had a ton of former ex-players, he he's always voiced the value in them, even going back to Pepper Johnson and how valuable and, and helpful he was to bring a different perspective because Bill will say, I've never done it. They've done it. They've been on the field. They've you know been in the situations um, now it just looks like maybe he's actually utilizing potentially more of those guys. 617-779-7937 is the telephone number if you'd like to weigh in with what you think is next for the Patriots and what their next priority would be organizationally and offensively following the hire of Bill O'Brien this week. Steve, Eric, Dan, we see you guys lined up. We'll get to your calls next. Plus, we'll talk about, yes, the well-thought-out uh, structurally organized uh, and slightly alarming elephant in the room that was, of course, the Boston Herald piece put together by Andrew Callahan and Karen Garrigan. We'll get to some of that as we continue to try to fumigate the room of the stench of the 2022 season and move on to 2023. We got games to preview today as well. It's Champ Sunday. All of that coming up next here on WEI Football Sunday with Fitzy and Hart. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R dot com. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medella is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medella is your reward. 
Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. T-minus three hours and ten minutes till kickoff of 49ers at the Eagles. Oh, just to think about what the scene is like out there right now, Andy. Lincoln Financial Field. The Eagles tailgate is, I would say, one of the most spirited that I have attended, filmed, been a part of before. It isn't the most culinarily creative, if you will. You wouldn't necessarily expect it. But in terms of just like the meat and potatoes that you would want, hope, expect in an NFL tailgate, good enough food, yingling flowing freely, tons of terrible attitude, um, cantankerous dialogue, rivalrous debate. It's outstanding. Of course, the last time the Eagles hosted the NFC Championship, sadly, a bunch of Minnesota Vikings fans were pelted with full cans of, I'm sorry to laugh, it's really not funny, but there are videos you can see on YouTube and Twitter of fans having full beer cans thrown their way, which always makes for a good time for the family. It's got to be quite a scene out there. We'll take you at 2 o'clock to Westwood One's coverage, the pregame special leading up to kickoff at 3.30, 3 o'clock rather, and we've got you all the way through the end of the second half of Champ Sunday here with Bengals at the Chefs kicking off just after 6.30. To the phones we go, 617-779-7937. Andy, Eric is in the car. He wants to talk a little Pat's O-line. That's what Football Sunday is for. How are you, buddy? Hey, guys. So because of the performance of the offense since Brady left, I think we need to revisit all the assumptions we had made. right? And one of those assumptions is that the team and the coaching staff can just put together an offensive line. It does make you wonder, can they do that? Or was Brady just getting rid of the ball in two seconds? I think that was a part of it. I also think they missed Dante Scarnecchia. I think the post-Dante Scarnecchia era, uh, I think you saw it when he retired the first time. Like, There's a difference between when Scar coaches the offensive line and anybody else, both in terms of technique, but also in terms of attitude and cohesion and the way the group is put together. Um, but you're right. Tom Brady, when he, the, the Bosa, the, the Joey Bosa, when he was with the, the, the Chargers and he was like, you know, getting frustrated. He's like, man, I feel like I'm getting there and the ball's already gone. That that certainly helped. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, I think um Skarnickia can't coach forever, so they probably have to have a have to have a plan B here. I yep. I just between the where they've missed in the offensive line in the draft and their offense just not being productive, I think it's I I would lean on the side that they you gotta give it more than fifty percent chance that they can't just put a bunch of guys together like they have in the past. Well, the sad part is this year's offensive line wasn't really just a bunch of guys in some ways. Like, you invested a first-round pick in Isaiah Wynn. You invested a first-round pick in Cole Strange. You paid some money to Trent Brown. Um, and you've paid, to some degree, David Andrews to keep him as your center. So, you know, Mike Onwenu is a great late-round addition. Um, and He may have been your best player on the line this year. He, I mean, he was your best player on the line this year. So that's the disappointing part. If it were all just undrafted rookies being thrown out there, it'd be one thing. But you got a couple first-round picks out there that weren't living up to their draft status. All right. Thanks, guys. You right, betcha. Thanks. thanks for the call, Eric. Appreciate it. Line's open at 617-779-7937. Look, the offensive line needs uh, – I'm not going to say a massive overhaul, Andy, but whether they want to try to get the guys a little lighter and quicker as they potentially incorporate, and we're not sure if this is part of Bill O'Brien's plan or not, some of that zone read style lighter guards, the reason why they went with Cole Strange, or if they just want to get back to a traditional, just big powerhouse style Belichick line from the Dante Scarnecchia days and beyond, you have you have... Possibly two tackles you need to discuss. David Andrews, while still able to play at a high level, has had a bunch of injuries the last couple of years. I don't know if you can expect uh, Bear to just keep getting out there, playing 17 games a season and anchoring down the line. And yeah, and two of your guards, one is highly regarded in his final season of his rookie contract, that'd be Michael Wenyu. And Cole Strange does need, a, you know, I, I think both of us agree, needs to put a little power in the trunk and get ready for the NFL game this year. But it's... It's going to take that they're they're going to need they need a rock solid coach they're going to need fortification and of course part of your three step plan to improve the Patriots this off season involves getting a solid left tackle and I don't think that's coming from the internal ranks which means you're either going to have to dip into that fifty some odd million of free agency money 
or that's where your first round draft pick is going to have to go. And if you do that again, um, I don't. It's funny because I do think most fans or a good portion of the fan base might embrace it this year. A left tackle at number fourteen. Oh, um, give it to me. That's part of my unsexy offseason. The super sexy unsexy offseason would be grabbing a left tackle at fourteen. Oh, as, be, as long as he plays well. Yes, if, if he's, I mean, that's the next. But step. he can't be a reach. It can't be. I do me a huge favor, Patriots. I understand. I appreciate the work that Matt Groh and company have done. But please don't go. You know, get me this Peter Skaronsky guy. Get the one from Georgia. Don't. I don't want to hear whatever the equivalent at left tackle is of Cole Strange this year. Right, and there's going to be a handful of tackles that are going to go early. You said at the Northwestern, the Ohio State kid. There's there's going to be some high mm-hmm. end tackles. And tackle feels like a spot. What it's become is almost hit or miss in that a lot of these young tackles are immediately, it's like receiver. A lot of these tackles are coming in now and -hmm. within a year or two are considered one of the best handful of tackles in the game, right? Like the Darasaw kid in Minnesota or Slater out in, uh, in L.A. Like some of these guys really dominate from day one. And if you can get one of those, I do. I'm, I think you were somewhat mocking my three-step off-season plan. But no, I, I'm. That's a I like. Step. I like it. One of the sounder things I've heard from you. Well, the problem is, it's like it's obvious, but also difficult. <laughs> just get an offensive coordinator. Just get a Pro Bowl caliber tackle and get a Pro Bowl caliber receiver, and call it a day. Nothing. These to three see things here. are very doable. They already. They already. You already have your new offensive coordinator, who yep. is an old offensive coordinator, or one your your familiar with so there shouldn't be a huge steep learning curve or acclimation period and then you can easily either sign one or draft one and deandre hopkins is practically out there so long as maybe he and billy oak can mend fences begging to be traded for i mean it's it's all attainable and we'll get to a little bit more of that uh in just a second let's wrap this hour with a call from andy's favorite things have been going so well let's see if we can actually get down back in the mud and have a good old-fashioned weei football sunday debate with steve from fall river hi steve can you imagine how happy i was when i went on facebook and saw tommy current writing an article about the patriots overspending at tight end and i said hmm the preeminent patriot watcher writing what i've been saying for eight months for free lay person big problem not only did i say they were spending too much i've been quantifying it in other words real life Dawson Knox, one pick for the Buffalo Bills. Now we got two tight ends today. Travis Kelsey, second-day pick. Uh, The guy in uh, San Francisco, second-day pick. Uh, I saw this David Andrews, not Andrews, something, the guy for uh, Baltimore. Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews. Andrews. Holy Christmas. These guys. Well, that's unfortunate. Oh, that sells Steve. Time in the in the third round, and getting something for it. You see the money that we owe, Johnu Smith. And Steve, this are you? Whoa, whoa, whoa Steve. Time. Okay, I let you go long enough, Steve. You rambled. Are you pretending anybody hasn't? I mean, everybody in Patriot Nation has said, "Wow, boy, did they overpay the tight ends." Wow, Johnu Smith brings nothing. This is not new material. Okay, thanks for the call. Oh, there Steve. we go. Okay, I thought he. I thought Steve was on his way to something, and then it he just wasn't. Sort of, he was pretending he, just, he was the one who saw that the tight ends don't live up to their paychecks. He was the one who watches football games. What are we doing okay. here, Steve? Look, You're better than that. You're better okay, than look, that, Steve. We, if we want to spend half of our Sunday, a day where we want to be excited about some of the progress the Patriots are making organizationally, leaving the dysfunction and drama in the rear view, enjoying football Sunday, championship Sunday for what it is, then what we're not going to do is sit in a diaper of sad of the past bemoaning the contracts handed out to Hunter Henry and John New Smith, both of whom have been, well, one one has been slightly underused or misused, and the other one is John New Smith, and he has abused the amount of money he's been given. And I'm also not going to do the Asiasi and Dalton Keene routine because, yeah, they whiffed on those draft picks. If we want to spend the most miserable four hours we can together, we can go over every Nikhil Harry, every Taylor Price, every Chad Jackson, every Josh Boyce, every Aaron Dobson, there's been a ton of whiffs on the outside and the inside organizationally for the Patriots the past decade plus. Here we are. We are where we are. How can they get better? And what 
What can we talk about? You know, we're not going to be able to do anything to make them better, Andy. But can we not at least look to the future as opposed to just sitting around in the past? Congratulations to all the other teams that have tight ends that don't cost as much as John U. Smith playing today. Yeah, and I would also argue you lived that world for a while. You took Gronk in the second round. You took Hernandez in the fourth round. You lived that world. A third-day picks at tight end. And the the issue that struck me was just Steve pretending he was like Curran wrote it, and that validates Steve. No, it validates mm-hmm. everybody. Yeah. Next thing Steve's going to tell me is Matthew Judon did get them return on investment. No one's talking about it. No one's talking about Matthew Judon being pretty good. No, Steve, everybody's talking about that. That's what we do. We watch games too, Steve. We notice trends. We see how people are producing. We know their paychecks. Come up with something new next time, please. Thank you, Steve. Love you. Okay, and with that, we move on to our number three of WEEI Football Sunday. 617-779-7937 is the telephone number. Fitzy and Hart here with you till 2 o'clock when we go to Westwood One's coverage of Champ Sunday on WEEI. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is Electrified Diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with a vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 